Hello and welcome. This is You, Life, and God podcast. Conversations about you, your life, and your relationship with God. And hi, this is Vicki. Thank you for joining us once again. And this episode, we're going to share a little information, contextual information that lays out the landscape and the history of the evolving of what is called Christianity. The emphasis are going to be on the activities of the disciples and apostles being empowered by the works of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Our contextual information is laid out in what we call the Book of Acts. It begins with Jesus who told them before his crucifixion that he would come again and shared with them some of the perils of being one of his disciples. But he also shared with them to go out and share the gospel throughout the whole world, teaching them the things that he had taught them. Making them disciples. And the word disciple is actually not just a follower, but as we believe and allow the works of the Holy Spirit to increase our faith and thus deepening our trust in the abilities of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then we become even more like our Lord and Savior. Not in the perfection in this world of his holiness, but becoming more of the person who is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is a work that becomes in us. And then we are all possessed particular peculiarities. As the epistles that Paul shared, that we have become a peculiar person in Jesus Christ, meaning that there are certain attributes of God that the world cannot distinguish or understand, such as being weak, but recognizing in that we are or possess the power of the Most High God. So 
the context or the context was that the disciples had to allow the Holy Spirit to show them what it means to walk in the way as a disciple of Jesus Christ and more importantly, to enable or become equipped to share the message of the gospel and then being strengthened and steadfast, uh, undoubtedly, to face any perils that may lie ahead. So around 30 years, particularly mid-century after the death of Jesus Christ, Apostle Paul, after being converted, started out on missionary expeditions. And the context was that there were Jews and Gentiles who were believers, and the gospel, and when Jesus died, the early believers, or when he was persecuted, the early believers began to be scattered and heavily under heavy persecution, not only by uh, the Jews and certain sects who were steadfast in the traditions that were shared before, but lacked the spiritual awakening to recognize that God had sent the long-awaited Messiah to them. So their eyes were still closed or blinded, and they could not see. Then there were others who were in the works of our adversary who, of course, would come against anything that was of God. And then, of course, there is just the pure ignorance. So the context in about 46 AD, Paul, the height of his ministry, however, was given a word by the Lord in an epiphany of a vision when he met the Lord that he will suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. So he knew that his time was set, but filled still with the equipment, equipping and the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. He went about sharing the gospel through particular areas of Asia called Turkey and Greece and Italy and cities that we know of Thessalonica. These were the cities in which he established what were what is called the churches of Jesus Christ in Ephesia, Ephesus, Thessalonica, Philippi. But he had ministries in Caesarea, in Turkey, and other areas. And of course, Athens, Greece, the Corinthians. 
However, before his, right before the day of presenting his witness as a martyr for Jesus Christ, Paul on an expedition returning back to Jerusalem ended up being imprisoned and the context is that he was in prison but the reality is that God had a purpose in that and that purpose was that he would be strengthened other new disciples would witness the great miraculous works of our God but also to save others. And this is the entitlement of this episode, which is, What Must I Do to Be Saved? And in the contextual sense, was that there were news of Jesus, presumably the Christ, the Son of God, as it had been witnessed at his baptism in every, and also the Mount of Transfiguration where God again says, this is my son, hear him. But the word has to be spread. And in that time, of course, it was spread audibly and in person or by person, by person, by person the news of Jesus Christ. The Lord, the Son of the living God, had come to present the kingdom of God and the message to repent and also that salvation is available through belief in Jesus. So what must I do to be saved? And the context was jogged Apostle Paul and several disciples had gone to meet the elders of the church in Jerusalem, but they ended up beginning another journey in which they became imprisoned because of the ignorance and the adversity and the animosity of some of the citizenry that had heard the news. They became angered. One perceived that believing in Christ stopped the old traditions given by God through Moses. Perceived that that there's no goodness in man, so some became angered, perceived that there was another king other than the earthly ones who were empowered at the age. So there was a lot of animosity. But for us, it's simply this, in the jail, and God sometimes uses harshness, to demonstrate not only that in this he is yet in control by looking at and showing us his mighty works. Paul, 
and the others, but there was a jailhouse full of people, Paul and Jesus' disciples that accompanied him began to pray. And praise, even in those circumstances, the Lord and God. Isn't that something? Audibly, openly praising God, even being imprisoned. Wrongly imprisoned. Audibly praising and giving thanks. The world can't understand it. But when you know that God is in control and righteousness and justice and equity will come to pass, you can praise God. And when you know that God can do anything and that all things are possible, you can praise and give thanks in the circumstances. So that's why. In spite of being wrongfully jailed, Paul praised, giving thanks to Almighty God with prayers and supplication. And I would believe that his prayers included the others who heard also. So much so That God showed up. The angels, there was a great earthquake. God showed up. Opened the jail room. Whereby Paul and the others could just walk away. But not so in this case. Because God still had a purpose in it. And when the jailers, a particular jailer, heard the noise, felt and became mm, curious as to what happened to the prisoners, found the jail cell completely open, yet the prisoners remained. However, this jailer heard the prayers and the praise and saw and witnessed and believed that this must be the work of God. So in hearing the praise and the prayer and seeing the great work of God, the prisoner asked, I mean the jailhouse Officer asked, what must I do to be saved? Paul simply said, believe on Jesus Christ. And then he also asked about his household. And the promise was that faith would also come to his household. Only God can say that because it is God who draws us to him through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the message is, and there were many 
that saw and witnessed other works of God and also became saved, asking, what must I do to obtain salvation and be saved? And as Paul said, simply believing on Jesus Christ. And that believing is an increase as God continues to work in each of us. And that's why we always encourage us as this message encourages us in spite of any wrongful doing, calling on the name of Jesus, we will enter his saving work and see his great work of deliverance, whatever it is, whether self-entanglement or wrongful imprisonment, God will deliver. However, the salvation that is offered is salvation of grace by faith alone in Jesus Christ. So Acts shows, the book of Acts demonstrates the spreading of the gospel, but it also bears witness of the great works of God through the Holy Ghost. And it is examples of the spreading of the gospel through the early church. However, it's timeless because there are yet still areas that needs to be reached in this world and to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the scripture says when everyone has heard, then that time is a signal that our God, our Lord's second return is near. So we continue in the work and encourage to remain steadfast in spite of it all, knowing the greatness and the goodness and the great mercy the compassionate and the ability of God himself to intervene at any time, that we remain prayerful, knowing in faith that God can do anything. Prayerful, loving our enemies, shedding the gospel through the love of Jesus Christ. Prayerful, even for those who despicably Use us, persecute us, prayer and supplication, continuously lifting up to our God. So it is my prayer that the scripture in Acts chapter 16, but also the epistle of the Ephesians, that God would share even more to minister to whatever your need is in his word and also in the demonstration of his great faithfulness. 
So in the next time, sharing God's blessings, it is our prayer that we remain steadfast, knowing that God is faithful and that when he says, just believe in faith of Jesus Christ, then that is necessary. But it is also means that we must remain. Sharing God's blessings. Goodbye.